guys, welcome back to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The Book Club Podcast, where we talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And this is our talkie sound. And Rusty is giving me the weirdest look right now. (laughs) 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 Who the fuck are you talking to? Is it me? Is it yeah, me? Yeah, it's like he was laying on the rug, and then I just started talking, and he like perked his head, and he's like, uh, "Who are you talking to?" Woo, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, so it's our talkie episode. Um, we will get into the topic that we picked. Let's kind of recap our week. What's your suck for the week? <sighs> Boys are so dramatic <laughs> um, uh, do you want to elaborate two of the four of us that usually play together every day on our little battle royale game had had a couple tips <laughs> oh, about what, what about them, about what one of them was doing to keep like getting in killed. the game yeah uh-huh. and he did not take it well <laughs> He just left. Are you serious? This evening, yes. Oh god! Like know, forever? Just no, forever. no, just to breathe. We they'll work it out, and we'll be it's fine. It's like I get that this is like a really thing that you guys are passionate about, but it's not like real life. Exactly. Like we <laughs> all make mistakes. We yeah. all know we make mistakes. Like your livelihood is not dependent on it. Someone's life is not in the balance. Like, just take the criticism and... Well, so the, the person that gave the criticism, was it, like, constructive or was it, like, abrasive? It was abrasive because it had oh. been building for, like, oh. a few hours at this point. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, continually the same mistake over and over. And we were just... <laughs> Trying to hold our tug and he could no longer hold his tug. So does someone dying like affect everyone or something? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Especially if they're the last one alive, then we could lose the game. And you're talking where the four of us are all in the top twenty-five in the world on this game. So mm-hmm. if we lose at a certain time of the game, if it's too soon in the game, it can drop us off that board. And we've so, worked for, like, two months to get to where we are. Your group is playing against, like, another group? Yeah, several okay. other groups. Gotcha. Okay. Well, maybe that person just, like, has some stuff going on. And I mean, are they are they normally kind of like that? Or? No. That's just okay. that's point. So Listen, <laughs> I always laugh when people say like women are too emotional to do that or to like run companies or be president. And I'm like, um, dudes are emotional and moody as fuck. Not to say, you know, us women are perfect, but boys are also very dramatic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. And I feel like women are probably better at communicating than men are. So while, like, a woman, like, two women may have, like, a, you know, like, a problem at work, they'll probably talk about it and get through it. Whereas dudes, just like, like you said, it builds and builds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope that that uh, situation gets better for you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fine. It must be a full moon because we've all been a little edgy this week. <laughs> I have a little moon app. Let's see. So it's at 79%. Um, so we're about four days away, but I'm not going to do it right now, but I could probably dig, there's probably something going on with like probably Mercury or something. Cause that's the planet something of weird. and maybe like, yeah, something weird. Cause we've yeah. all been rare this week. Cause even I had my night where I was like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Cause uh, my husband experienced that today as well. <laughs> He's looking at me. <laughs> Good one. Um, so my suck for the week is I talk a lot about this, but school started and I had I already texted Lacey and I'm like, um, what have I done to myself? 
why am I doing this to myself? This is like, <sighs> so I took a full load. Um, it's not like I'm not having an emotional breakdown or anything, but it like, that's going to be, it very took me a few day, a few hours to kind of get, cause the first day was very overwhelming. You know, I have like oh, yeah. a syllabus for every class and then I'm trying to figure out like what book goes with what class. And then every professor wants something different or they want things done a certain way. So it's like trying to adapt to four different people. Yeah. So yeah, I was a little stressed out. Um, but I got really organized. Lacey was like, organization is key. So I got everything really organized. I'm like a week ahead in all of my assignments and reading and, um, well actually I got a, I'm a week ahead in every class but one, but I'm going to work on that tomorrow. Um, but this one professor, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I really hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, because so he gave us extra credit for following him on Instagram. So like, um, fucking obviously I'm going to go follow him because I want extra yeah. credit. And he like, um, he put it in the syllabus. So like he sent out an email and he's like, Hey, read your syllabus, read your syllabus. And it was like a 13 page. Let me see. I just printed it today. I think it's like 10 pages, maybe 11 pages. Oh my goodness. And it's like in the middle and it says like, um, Hey, here's a, here's a little extra credit right now. If you're reading this, follow me on Instagram. Here's my username. So like, yeah, I went and followed him and then I messaged him and I was like, Hey, this is Cameron submitting for her extra credit. So I'm like, okay, this dude just wants followers. So he could potentially find this podcast because, you know, it's on my main Insta page. Mm -hmm. So he is, he's, it seems like it's going to be a really fun class. He seems like he's a really fun person, but, um, he does, he did like, um, like a video lecture. And it was basically, you know, like how the class is structured, how it's going to work, how the grading's going to work, stuff like that. But, um, he's like, I don't know how to say this without saying his name. He took his initials and he's like a third. So, you know, like his dad's the second, mm -hmm. his grandpa's the first or whatever. So he's like a third and it's in his name. It's like so-and-so, so-and-so, the third. So his Instagram name is his initials and then like, like let's say it's A, B, and then it's, you know, I, I, I for the third. Mm -hmm. So he goes, you can call me Professor A, B, three. Those are not his initials. I'm using that as an example. Yeah. So, and he said that, I'm like busting out laughing. Okay. <laughs> so then the rest of the video is a slideshow presentation called About Me, and it's pictures of his life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm paying $2,000 for this class. <laughs> it's fine. I would much rather learn about him than what I have to learn about. Like, that's fine. I'm just trying to make an A and move on with my life. Yeah. Anyone that has a college degree knows the game. We know what we're paying for um so you but, have yeah. you have to take. yes it sounds like it's gonna be a fun class but um he's like a, um a local weatherman so uh, the other, yeah it is cool the other part of the lecture video was two videos of him doing the weather on the news <laughs> <laughs> this dude must be a leo because he loves talking about himself i mean if i was a weather person i'd or if I was on the news or something, I'd probably want to talk about myself too. I mean, I talk about myself anyway. So I have a podcast and I talk about myself. Um, <laughs> it was just so funny. And like Steve was behind me trying to study and I'm like dying laughing. And he's like, can you keep it down? And I'm like, yo, I'm like, this professor is the hot mess express. So, damn funny. Oh my gosh. So that was kind of a sweet in a sec, but I have another sweet too. So what what is your sweet for the week? My sweet kind of goes in a little bit with our talkie sode is we finally have our new president in Thank office. God. Hallelujah. Oh my God. It's like a president's has been lifted. Yes. 
And it's like, okay, maybe we won't be the laughing stock of the world anymore. Oh, yeah, right? Lord, it was just ridiculous. And yeah, I took off of work that inauguration day and it was fun just like watching everything and chilling. It was also my first day of school, so I was like, I took off for two purposes. But um, yeah, it was just like, I mean, this has been what? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, three days. And like, look how much has been accomplished. Look at how like transparent they are. They're like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're doing this, this, and this. Hey, update. We're working on this. Like, wow. It's so crazy. That's what it's supposed to be like. It is very refreshing. Um, We haven't heard from you know who because he doesn't have a Twitter anymore. So that's kind of been nice too. Yeah. Thank goodness. It's been very quiet. <laughs> and did you see what Miss Thornburg <laughs> posted on yes. the inauguration? She is so sassy and I love it. I'm oh, loving it. Flat and bang. <laughs> forget, I mean, but never forget. Yes. Who picks on a freaking child, dude? Like Jesus. A child trying to help the whole world. Yeah, like, just a kid trying to make the world a better place and, like, saying, hey, maybe um, you should worry about the environment because I'm the one that has to fucking live in it. <sighs> Let's not go down because this is not a political podcast. Well, and I can go on Anyhow, and on. But, <sighs> but it's so my speech for the week. Oh, wait, what were you saying? No, it's my speech for the week. Okay. Yeah, that was part of my speech, too. Um. My skate finally came. Your yes. skate finally came. Yeah. I have a broken toe. I broke it like two days before they got here. <laughs> so I haven't. Today was the first day I could wear an actual shoe and sock. Like, I know that sounds like I'm a big baby, but that, it, I could not put a sock. It was like the sock it was too yeah. constricting. Mm-hmm. So I haven't tried to. I tried to skate on the right foot. I haven't tried to put it on the left foot yet because I don't want to, like, you know, mess it up. So I'm excited. And, you know, when we record next week, I'll bring my skates over. Yes. And we'll make it up and down the driveway because, Lord knows, that's all we're probably going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe steps. Um, another sweet. This one's really cool. So last week we talked about the book was Pretty Little Wife by Darby Kane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we loved it. <clears throat> we we were very enthusiastic about it. And shortly after that episode came out, um, the author, so Darby Kane is a pen name. Her real name is Helen K. Diamond, messaged us. And she was like, thank you for posting about the book and talking about it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we loved it. It was like a super easy episode. And she said she loved hearing that. And I said, you know, we can't wait for the next book. And she said she's writing it right now, and it should be out at the end of the year. Ooh. Yes. So on two bookworms, one podcast. Um, I'm assuming that she's saying another Darby Kane book is going to come out at the end oh, of the year. Oh, of course. And um, it's not official. She'll have more info soon. But So that's exciting. So exciting. Uh, a few things. So William, one of our biggest supporters, listened to last week's episode and he said, so he gives me every Tuesday when our new episode comes out, he gives me notes. <laughs> and Love uh, it. I, I do too. So he said, why didn't Jared just stage Aaron's suicide at the cabin? Like instead right? of stabbing why didn't he just make it right? look like he killed himself in the car and then it would have been like case shut. Exactly. He killed that girl. He killed all these other girls, and he killed he himself. Killed himself. And I was like, "That's a With, good. Point. That is a good point. That's a good point. Because yeah, because he could have easily killed himself with carbon monoxide poisoning. It happens yeah. all the time. And they wouldn't have even gone down the road of this. Like, where did this stabbing come from? Well, someone no. must have killed him. No. Who killed him? They'd have just been like, okay, carbon monoxide done. Yeah. So yeah. That's like oh, a good point. Good point, William. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, um, 
we also talked about how there's not a male equivalent of mistress. <laughs> and we looked it up and we, you know, we found like Paramore and uh-huh. what did you say? Manstress? Manstress. So Kelly, another one of our biggest supporters, she's at Booked Bandit. She said, um, I've been fired up about this before, but how there really isn't a masculine equivalent of mistress. And now I'm fired up again. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, maybe we should just make one and then start blasting it. And she said, yeah, I'm going to think about this. So I'm here for it. When Kelly comes up, when we, we will collaborate and come up with a word for, I mean, mistress is just so like. That's too feminine. Yeah. And there's, it's not like a male, it's not like male, female where you can just like play off of it. No. In a male version. Yeah, like it's not fluid. It's not fluid at all. Like, yeah, you like, it would have to be, I don't know. It's gonna take some time. It's gonna take it some, some thinking. Manstress. That sounds like, manstress. It sounds like, like a, a man seamstress, yeah. same thing and then the other one was paramore which i think definition technically that could go either way that could be for a man or a woman so we'll think about it we'll we'll work with kelly and we'll come up with something um so a few other things I wanted to talk to you about before we get into the talky sode is so I read My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. And I really enjoyed it, but I absolutely hated the ending. Like I would say the first three-fourths of the book is, like, a solid 4.5 out of 5. And then it's just, like, the ending, you're like, really? Isn't that, like, this is not how it ends? Like, do you want me to get technical, or do you want to read it? No, I want to read it. Okay. You'll probably see why. I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious. A few people, maybe it was Joanne, told me it was really good. I'm pretty sure it was her. And a few other people on Instagram are like, oh, it's so good. And it is. It is. Um, it takes place in the 80s. So if you don't know Grady Hendrix, we did one of his books on our first episode. It was the, what was that, what was that book called? Guide to yes. Slaying Vampires. Yes. And um, so this one is about two best friends in the 80s. They're like teenagers in high school. And one of them becomes possessed, and it has the same things that you like about Grady Hendrix. It has, um, you know, he's funny. It has he's quick witted. It has the what did we say was in this one um, like perverted, gross stuff. <laughs> Got plenty of that. Um, <laughs> it's it's like an authentic. Like, he, he's a very authentic writer. It's not like stuff you've read before, and it's not like he's emulating someone. So it's it's got all that. Um, I just really didn't like the ending, and I want to talk about it with someone. So if you've read it, if you can message us and let me know your thoughts on it. And then Lacey needs to hurry up and read it yes. so we can talk about it. It's just... I get I don't it. Know. I get it, because it happened with Horror Store, like, it ended very abruptly, and it was like a cliffhanger ending where you're like, all of the suspense and, and that. It's <laughs> not like that. You do get a clear ending, and you get an epilogue. But I just don't like the way something ends up. And there's also something else that happens in the book. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it is an animal thing, and I'm pretty much against that. Like... If that happens in something, I'm like, nope, I'm done with this. Even though I know it's fiction and I know it's not real. But then after I was thinking about it, I was like, well, there's a reason that this had to happen because it illustrates something. Um, I, I'll go ahead and tell you because this won't ruin anything for you. Yeah. The girl that's possessed kills her dog. 
Oh, but no. it's like had to show that she was truly gone and that like it wasn't it was her really, exactly yeah. exactly and so that I, I struggled with that just because I'm like oh, why what why are babies yeah you know we were worried about that in the vampire book remember the dog gets attacked by those damn rats and then it just like yeah. doesn't mention it for 15 chapters yeah, and, and we didn't know if he was still even alive but then he was at the end so that was okay and i'm like grady why'd you have to do this shit to me so grady if you're listening i don't want any more fucking animal abuse in your books do you hear me at least not the dogs save the dogs okay? there's just no reason for it we love the, the dogs kill as many human <laughs> beings as you want i don't <laughs> care about human beings but don't you touch those damn dogs even birds. We don't care about the birds. No, 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 no animals. No, I can't say that. Can't Except say that. snakes. I don't like snakes. I could deal with any other animal but the dogs. That's why it was so hard for that Home Before Dark book where those snakes came out the ceiling. <laughs> oh, my God. That still haunts me sometimes. Ugh. They really need to put a warning on that book because there are some people. So I'm, like, in this group on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I'm not ashamed. It's a Teeks group. And Teeks, if you're not familiar, is a pair of shoes, a pair of ballet class that, like, Oprah made famous. And these women are, like, freaking fanatic about these shoes. They are great shoes. I have several pairs. They're, like, my work shoes. I wear them every day. So there's a group where that's all we, we talk about, like, shoes. And they do fun stuff. Like, they'll do a limited edition release or, you know, like, Black Friday, they always have a Black Friday shoe, and it's, like, only available for a few days, so you got to get it. So um, they have a few shoes that are, like, a snake print. And this one lady posted a picture of this, ir- like, it was a real snake. It was, like, an iridescent snake. Real- she was like, man, wouldn't this be cool if they made a pair of shoes in this snake print? And this freaking woman, like, lost her shit and went off and was like, I forgot what the phobia name is. She's like, I'm whatever phobic. And it means like you're afraid of snakes. And I can't believe you would put that on here. I'm going to have to like, I was like, geez, woman, just like keep scrolling. And yeah, you don't <laughs> have to look at it. Like social media is not to be catered to each individual person. If you're in a shared group. <laughs> that was very true. And I mean, like, she had to have known they make snake print shoes. Like, this is not a, a news flash. Oh. I guess she not have been. But that woman was just a little out there because there was a few other things. Like, she would just make rant. I don't think she's in the group anymore. <laughs> she got kicked out because she uh, would just make these random posts. And people are like, what are you talking about? And then, you know, like, every group has rules. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can only talk about, like, so in this group you can only talk about, like, the shoes and if you post a picture it has to be like relevant you can't just like post a picture of your dog and be like oh look at my cute dog like there has to be a picture of teeks in it or something relevant to teeks so i guess maybe she broke the rules i almost think i got i i was pretty surprised i wasn't kicked out wednesday because this lady posted a picture she was wearing the shoes but she was also wearing a shirt from the sorority that kamala harris is from the aka and so she was like, oh, you know, I'm so, I'm so proud of my sorority sister and the first female vice president. And people just started like going on her, like leaving comments like, um, we're not supposed to talk about politics on this page. And they're like, well, she's wearing the shoes. It's a picture of shoes. So what does it matter? And then, you know, someone were just like, um, this one lady said, yeah, she basically made a comment about like sleeping your way to the top. And so I commented back to her, like, I don't even know these people. I shouldn't have even been involved. But I commented back gender traitor. <laughs> <laughs> and then so many people liked it. And I'm like, wow, I'm probably about to get kicked out of the group for this. And uh, so they went through and like deleted that. They didn't delete that woman's picture, but they deleted that thread that the woman started talking about sleeping your way to the top or whatever. But I'm not kicked out. I'm still in it. So. Guess I didn't break any rules. Yeah, social media is crazy. I don't know. I usually try not to like say anything, but sometimes I'm just like, "You're so stupid." I'm so glad I'm not even on Facebook anymore. <laughs> I know. I was gonna tag you in something the other day, and it wasn't working. And I was like, "Damn it, Lacey." Yep. Nope. 
I don't even remember what it was I was gonna tag you in. It was probably something funny. Let's see if it's on here. I do miss like some of the funny and like horror things like some of the other people would tag me in, but there's just so much negativity on Facebook and there was always so it many really political is. posts and like yes. you go down one rabbit hole to go down another rabbit hole and it's just never ending, so it's very toxic. And I feel like a lot of people feel obligated to have certain people, which you can still unfollow them, but that mean, but that doesn't mean that they, that doesn't stop them from commenting on your stuff. So it's like right. usually older family members that maybe have different views than you do. I ran into that a lot. I actually unfriended too this week because I was like, I'm just not going to deal with this anymore. Like, I don't ever see these people. They're not even like, they're like related to my dad. They're like not even. Well, I guess they're related to me, but not like really. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just done. Unfriend, unfriend, goodbye. I just don't need that. I just don't need that negativity. I really do yeah. want to uh, delete my Facebook, but and that's another thing about that professor I was talking about. He made a, a secret Facebook group for our class. <laughs> so I'm at least gonna have to get my Facebook through this class. But yeah, it is very toxic. Um, People post shit that they, it's not even true. It's not even real. Like, there's a problem if you're getting your news from Facebook. Yeah. You need to get your news from a news source. And even then. Even then, you may want to double check that shit. Yeah. Because America does not have, no longer has integrity in its journalism. We'll just leave it at that. Um. So, actually, that's kind of a good segue into our talkie show, yeah. because our talkie show this week, we decided to be on theme and talk about books that um, have revolutions in them. <laughs> yes. That's very on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> when we came up with this topic, um, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Obviously, we have all of the other ones that we Always mention, you know, Hunger Games, mm-hmm. uh, Divergent series. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I mean, there wasn't a whole ton of them that just offhand came to my mind. I had to actually think about it and look. Yeah. Um, uh, Hunger Games came instantly to my mind because, I mean, freaking Katniss overthrows the freaking government. I mean, how could you not think about that one? And then Divergent is like, it's been a while since I read that series, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar because they decide they don't want to live in that like little experiment anymore or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that came up, this one came to my mind was The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. And that is kind of like, after it's already happened and like a new regime has taken over and um I think about that book a lot because there like some things were happening in our world I was like wow this is probably how it started <laughs> I was like waiting to be a handmaid or something <laughs> um, no, see, no. right and if I don't know have you watched the show I've watched the first season. I've got to watch the rest. I have so much stuff to watch. Have you read the book? Yes. So, a lot of differences between the show and the book. Um, I really liked the first few seasons, but the last few seasons are just kind of like, But Margaret Atwood actually um, released, so, Handmaid's Tale is super old. When did that come out? Let me see. Googling it. The book, when the book came out. Um, that's the show. I want the book. It, 1985. So, two years ago, one year ago, she released, oh, excuse me, 2019, the sequel, The Testaments. So that's a really long time, and I think it was probably the popularity of the show yeah. that brought out that sequel. Um, 
So I haven't read the Testament. I have it. So it says it's set 15 years after the events of The Handmaid's Tale. It's narrated by Aunt Lydia. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know about that. She's not a very likable character. Oh, it's, it's by three. Agnes, a young woman living in Gilead, and Daisy, a young woman living in Canada. Hmm. Interesting. So that's one. Um, Steve brought up 1984. Yes. That's um, George Orwell, right? Yes. Yeah. And didn't he write another one that they made us read in school? That's very Animal Farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animal Farm. So Steve brought those up. Um, I don't even remember what Animal Farm is about. I mean, when we read that, like sophomore year? Oh, it's been a while, yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. So this is per Wikipedia. The book tells the story of a group of farm animals who rebel against their human farmer, hoping to create a society where the animals can be equal, free, and happy. Ultimately, however, the rebellion is betrayed, and the farm ends up in a state as bad as it was before, under the dictatorship of a pig named Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so a little backstory. This is all for Wikipedia. Um, According to Orwell, the fable reflects events leading up to the Russian Revolution of 1917, and then on into the Stalinist era of the Soviet Union. So I guess it's like an animal version of the Russian Revolution. Makes sense. I vaguely remember reading it. I remember 1984 because I fucking hated that book. Oh, I hated it so much. It was so hard to get through. It was very hard to get through. Um, Oh, it came out on 49. So, per Wikipedia, 1984, the story takes place in an imagined future, the year 1984, when much of the world has fallen victim to perpetual war, omnipresent government surveillance, historical negotianism, and propaganda. Great Britain, known as Airstrip One, has become a province of a totalitarian superstate named Oceania. Okay, yeah. I can remember why I hated this book. Um, Stephen. So, like, what is 1984, like, really about? Because, like, it said Animal Farm was, like, the Russian Revolution of 1917. So, what's, like, 1984 about? Did you hear that? Yeah, it's like Big Brother, like surveillance. But is he like, is he like making, like, is he, you know, trying to poke at someone and be like, oh. It's been a long time since I've read it, but I remember that there are like, um, when all this stuff was going on with the Capitol, so many conservatives on my timeline were like, oh, you should read 1984. That's literally what's happening right now. Oh, my gosh. You know, honestly, like, you can relate it to so many books, though. <laughs> there are a lot of other books and stories that are, like, similar to, I mean, to 19. I think the dystopian thing is a very, it's like a genre in itself. Like, you know, so post, uh, whatever's happened, so... But yeah, so many people on my timeline. You're not on Facebook, so you didn't see it. But they're like, oh yeah, you should read 1984 right now. I'm like, fuck no, I hated that fucking book. Um, So yeah, Steve also brought up V for Vendetta, which I did not know was a book until he told me. Mm -hmm. There's also the Game of Thrones series by George R.R. Martin, of course. That's nothing but overthrowing each other in the monarchy. I didn't really think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, I don't watch that. I've never watched that show. Completely I take different. that back. They're both completely I watched like different. four episodes, and then when they killed those wolves, I was fucking done, and I never watched another episode. Those like the fourth episode. Completely different. The, the books are. Yeah. 
I mean, they're completely different. Than yeah, Thoreau? completely different. There's similarities, but there's completely different. Like Daenerys doesn't even look like Daenerys should have. She's got the white hair, but she didn't have the purple eyes. I hate when they do shit like that. I know some people are like, oh, those are just minor details, but no, that kind of shit matters. It matters. It matters. I, like, those are the things that, I don't know why it bothers me so much. <laughs> Plus the shit last season. Ugh, I don't even want to begin. Again. So and like, the missing last book of the series that we have yet to, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, like, isn't, the sh- isn't there more seasons of the show than there were books? Yeah. They but had the, wasn't like, the, the last show past the point of where the books were? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last season, uh, George R. R. Martin has not even published yet. So they pretty much had to make up the series ending themselves, HBO did, and they did a shit job. We won't so go they, there, like, didn't even consult him or anything? I don't know if they consulted him or not. I don't know as far as that, but I just know he's always said that there's going to be an ending coming, but he hasn't put out ending. <laughs> Let's and ask our producer. He's older, so, you know. So, Lacey's saying that the last, y'all never got the last book of Game of Thrones. The last season, HBO kind of had to, like, make their own ending. So, did they not, like, consult him or anything, or did HBO just, like, do whatever the fuck they want? My understanding is that he was consulted and did tell them uh, what was going to happen in the book, but I don't know that that's what... Did you hear that? I, I don't know if the book is about. He said, as far as he understood, they did ask him, and he told them how the book was going to end, and that's what they tried to do. But I guess after this backlash, he's probably going to fucking change it. I don't know if he... I mean, it could have been that they told, he told them some things because it was so choppy. Like, really? for all of these other seasons to have had so much detail and the plot line to be so thick and like there's all these betrayals and everything for this last pile of shit season, like there's no way. There's I heard it felt no rough. way, yeah. Which and is was, crazy because didn't they spend like fucking two and a half years making it or something? Yes. Yes. I and hate it. And when it was I'm so disappointing of these like HBO and Netflix taking over a year to get that next season out because I don't even remember what fucking happened. By the time the next season comes out, like I don't know what the fuck happened. Right. That's what? one Watch big it. thing about network television is you know they're on it. It's gonna start the same time every year. It's gonna end the same time every year. I'm not gonna forget what happened. Like Pretty these, true. they need to they need to be faster about this because you know. They just announced that Bridgerton's getting a second season and it's going to start filming in the spring. And I'm like, okay, well, y'all need to pump that shit out because I'm not waiting a year to find out. <laughs> like, something else is going to be on my radar by then. Good. Nice. Speaking of which, uh, that is actually our next book, The Duke and I by Julia Quinn. Grab your copy now. <laughs> um, have you watched Bridgerton? Speaking of Bridgerton, have you watched Bridgerton yet? I have. I started this series called Alice in Borderland instead. What is that? So it's a Japanese show. It's current because it's on Netflix. But it's about this um, group of friends. They wake up one day in Tokyo and everything's normal, you know. And then all of a sudden they go into this bathroom and come out and everybody's gone. Like everybody's gone. And then slowly they like figure out that they're getting led into these games like in different parts of the town different parts of Tokyo and like they're having to compete with other people but it's you have to compete for what they're calling a visa which is however many days you have to survive in this empty town they don't know who's Mm -hmm. controlling it they don't know what's going on but if your visa expires you get shot with a laser from the sky if you try and leave registration after you've entered a game, you'll get shot with a laser. If you like, there's certain games where if you make the wrong choice, you get shot, you're killed. But it's not like there's nobody in the town. It's just really weird. And there's different <laughs> levels of games. There's different types of games. And it's just I don't know. It's really interesting. So per Netflix.com. Alice in Borderland is based on a popular sci-fi thriller manga of the same name. 
Good to know. Is it like a foreign language show? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Like so, there's like subtitles or dubs. Yes. No, I don't do dubbed. I never do dubbed. I always do subtitles. Dubbed yeah, takes away dubbed from the really whole experience. Because <laughs> when them lips are not matching up, I'm like, I can't. I can't. Well, do it's that. not only that; it's, they don't have the same. The voices do not right. match. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get that, that, and it's like they don't have the same emotion behind them. The, yeah, that's a good point too. Because I'm sure when they're, I don't know, with their recording, they're probably not seeing like the face or right whatever they're doing with their just body or something. To be off, and I just, I don't need all that. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. There's this really popular movie. I think it's a movie on Netflix, um, and it's about like someone robbing the Louvre. And everyone's talking about how good oh, it is, yeah. but I look at the preview and it's dubbed, and I'm like, yeah. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, I think you can change it, it though, because I think I've got that on my list as well. I think you can change the dub to the original. But then is it going to play subtitles? It should. Even if it be close, put closed captioning on in English, it should. Okay. Oh, and other Netflix news. Um, DNI 365 sequel has been approved. It will be coming out. Hail to the yeah. <laughs> you watched the first one, right? Yes. Did we talk about this yes. on the show? Yeah, we, yeah, we did. <sighs> We're going to have to have a viewing party for that one. I'm going to have to rewatch the first one. Ooh, okay, back to Revolutions. Yes, back to um, Revolutions. So, <laughs> so, I also um, thought about A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. Okay. I think that is the one that, let me look at my messages, because Kelly also sent me a message. Where is it? And I'm pretty sure that's the one she said. Yep. Because I posted on our Insta story. Yes. I was like, hey, what are some books that you've read that involve revolutions? And she's like, Tale of Two Cities, one of the best. And I was like, oh, I guess I had a different, I thought that was about something else. And she said it's about the French Revolution. Yes. Yeah. So, let me look up a synop, because maybe I was confusing it with Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah, I think you are, because this one is a story of a French doctor and his 18-year-long imprisonment in the Bastille in Paris. And oh, shit. his release to live in London with his daughter, whom he's never met. And the story is set against the conditions that led up to the French Revolution and the Reign of Terror. So how did he never meet his daughter? She was, like, pregnant or something when he went to jail? I'm assuming so, because he was in jail for 18 years. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, per Goodreads, A Tale of Two Cities is Charles Dickens' great historical novel set against the violent upheaval of the French Revolution. The most famous and perhaps the most popular of his works, it compresses an event of immense complexity to the scale of a family history with a cast of characters that includes a bloodthirsty ogress and an anti-hero as believably flawed as any in modern fiction. Though the least typical of the author's novels, A Tale of Two Cities, still underscores many of his enduring themes, imprisonment, injustice, social anarchy, resurrection, and the reunification... I hope I said that word right. That fosters renewal. Steve's laughing. Is that not how you say it? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like chuckling over there, and I'm like, why don't you tell me how to fucking say it? Um... So, French Revolution apparently is, like, really popular because William said Les Miserables, which is a book and also a hit Broadway show, but it was a book first, and it's a huge fucking book that's free on the Kindle app, but I have not read it. Have you read it? No. Man. I really don't remember learning about the French Revolution, but there's a lot of books about it. Maybe let's see what's up. There's all kinds of revolutions because there's also the Septembers of Shiraz by Dahlia mm-hmm. Sofer. And that one, um, it narrates the lives of a well-to-do Iranian family during the Iranian Revolution, which overthrew the Shah oh, and ushered in the Islamic yeah. Republic. So there's yeah, also, I think there's so. also a subplot to a Hasidic family in New York. That's interesting that you mentioned that because um, 
when I worked at a dental office, I worked for a dentist for like eight years and he was Persian and, um, his sister-in-law was also Iranian. And so she, which she told me, like I would ask questions and she was very like willing to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So she told me like a lot about it and like, um, she was a little kid, but she remembers like the difference before and after. And, um, you know, her family left shortly after. So yeah, that's, um, there's also, um, the movie Argo. Have you seen that? Yes. That's a really good movie. Um, it's taking place during the, the revolution. So when that, when they're taking over, it's, um, it's sad. So I looked at the French Revolution. This was in the 1700s. Um, So basically, whatever kind of government they had before, they abolished it in constitutional monarchy. That's what it was about. That's about I mean, obviously, the most famous, like, revolution to us is the American Revolution. That's also because we're in America. Yeah, but um, I don't really know any good books about that. No, not about the American Revolution, I don't. I do have one on my shelf that I bought on a clear inspection half-price book called The Hamilton Affair. And I obviously bought it because I love the show Hamilton. Um, But I think it's about... Hamilton and his wife and like he has a very famous side chick um I haven't read it yet <laughs> but I'm assuming the American Revolution's in there somewhere right maybe maybe yeah it's gotta be in there oh we didn't look we didn't talk about V for Vendetta so well, let me pull that up because I was like wow that's a book yeah oh maybe. Steve said it's a graphic novel uh, well, yeah. Graphic novels basically are books. You still have to read. You just have pictures with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, per Goodreads, this one's set in an imagined future England that has given itself over to fascism. Damn. I just remember Natalie Portman shaved her head for that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and that dude from The Matrix, is it's He's like the dude, the masked dude, right? Have you seen it? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I can't remember or, his name. It's the, I don't uh, remember the, his what name, but he played Lord Elrond. Yeah. Didn't he play Lord Elrond and yeah, then Lord of the Rings, and then he's also the Red Skull and Marvel. Lazy, have you watched all the Marvel movies? No. Okay. We gotta start at the beginning. This is gonna be fun for us. Are you willing to go through this journey? Maybe. Maybe. It is. There's gonna be some movies that are hard for me to swallow, because I don't really like The Incredible Hulk, especially when they change like 50 million different characters. Honestly, <laughs> we could skip one. Um, because, so right before like the, the last two came out, um, we, Steve and I went back, went back, we went back and watched them all because he hadn't seen them all. And there's a there's two ways you can watch it. You can watch it in like the order they came out, or you can watch them in like Marvel chronological order, which is what we did because mm-hmm. it's like like Captain America takes place in like the 40s, so we started with that one. Um, so there, so we had we we skipped the Hulk because it's like you said they change actors. It's really not relevant. I mean, you get the fucking gist of the dude. Um, yeah. And then I think we had skipped a few others because we had just seen, like, Captain Marvel in the movie theater. So we didn't rewatch that one. Um, I think you would really enjoy it. It's, it was, like, for me, it was, like, ten years of my life. And then it it's, like, culminating in this big buildup. And there's, like, something big that happens. I'm not going to ruin it for you. I already know. What? Okay. Spoiler alert. What do you over the internet. I don't want to say it all because there may be somebody out there. Well, they can fast forward. Watched it. No. It. No. No. We all know they die anyway. No. <laughs> you know, it's just one person. It's not a day. 
Well, in all the alternate versions. <laughs> I really think, I think you'll enjoy it. This will be like a fun thing for us to start at the beginning. Steve will watch it with us and we'll just go through all of them. And then if we watch the first few and you're like, I'm not into this, I won't make you watch anymore. Yeah, because I've seen a couple of the Captain Americas because it's Chris Evans. Those are honestly my least favorite of the series, to be honest. And I, and I, exciting. Like, it's, not, it's just because Captain America's not that exciting. Chris Evans is, but Captain America's not. I just don't like the story, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they just don't. There's just so, like, um, like military ish, and like the rest of them are like comic books, you know, and his, his stories are more like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know. Just kind of blase. Um, kind of and I did like Doctor yeah. Strange too. Yeah, his is really good. They're about to start filming the second one. So Steve and I are watching the show WandaVision right now, which is Scarlet Witch and Vision. And it's supposed to like lead into Doctor Strange too. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, man, we should start on Marvel. You know, I keep. I keep pestering William about starting like a comic book or Marvel podcast and he has not he will not do it with me. Because I'm like, <laughs> William and I could talk about this like for days. We text each other all the time. Um we used to work together. Like, when look, we worked look, together. I might make some people mad. <laughs> <laughs> when we worked together, we would constantly argue because I think Batman v Superman is a fucking badass movie. He thinks it's absolute trash. Steve's shaking his head. Shut up. That movie is amazing. Have you seen that, Lacey? Yeah, I didn't like it either. Shut up. All y'all can shut up, okay? She didn't like it either. Whatever. That movie is too big for little minds. It's just <laughs> it's an, it's an amazing movie. I mean, I tell you what. Zack Snyder is about to release his cut of the Justice League, and it's going to be the bomb.com. I'm so ready. William's probably laughing right now. He's going to text me. I just know it. So, anyways, back to our revolutionary book. <laughs> um, I had some lists. Did you have any others that you wanted to go over? I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. I don't mean to. Um, the only other one I can think about is um, there's one called The Things We Cannot Say by Kelly Rimmer. Ooh. And it basically just follows um, this. Oh, yeah. I see girl, it. Uh, Alina... Dizziak, I think. Follows her. Um, it's year 1942 when they're still, you know, in the war. Mm. I think they, her and her childhood love say their wedding vows, like, shortly behind this Russian refugee camp. And mm-hmm. um, so as the war progresses, uh, she starts seeing her, like, everything starts falling apart. Her husband disappears. Oh, God. Like, you start seeing all these families divided by fear and hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's all about their lives and what happens during when Nazi occupied Poland. Oh, gosh, so... That sounds a lot like that Nightingale book, except uh, the Nazis are have occupied France, and I've mentioned it before. It's such a good book. There's another book that's apparently really similar because it keeps coming up when I've been searching this, All the Light We Cannot See. I want to say that one's also about Nazi-occupied France, um, and that every time I've searched about rebellion or revolution, that one comes up. That one's by Anthony Doerr, so that might be one to check out. Um I have a Goodreads list that popped up. And for some reason, all of these books on this Goodreads list are, like, young adult. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, why are these authors trying to get these teenagers to rebel? <laughs> um, <laughs> number one is The Hunger Games. Number two is Divergent. Um, there's The Uglies by Scott Westerfield. Which I think I almost read. Okay. So apparently everyone in this book is like born ugly 
And then when you, like, come of age, you have an operation, and then you're pretty. What? So here's the synopsis on Goodreads. (laughs) This sounds right up your alley. Tally is about to turn 16, and she can't wait. In just a few weeks, she'll have the operation that will turn her from a repellent ugly into a stunning pretty. As a pretty, she'll be catapulted into into a high-tech paradise where her only job is to have fun. But Tally's new friend, Shay, isn't sure she wants to become a pretty. When Shay runs away, Tally learns about a whole new side of the pretty world, and it isn't very pretty. The authorities offer Tally a choice. Find her friend and turn her in or never turn pretty at all. Tally's choice will change her world forever. And it's a series. It looks like there's like four. I think I've seen those. I think I've never read them. Or maybe someone loaned it to me, and then I, I don't remember what happened, but I do remember the beginning. I, I remember that book. Um, another series that comes up is the Red Queen series mm-hmm. by Victoria Aveyard, which I own and started reading it and could not get through it. Maybe I'll try again. Sometimes I'll put stuff down for a few years and go back to it, and then it's and fine. You can do it, yeah. This one, um, there's another series, the Matched series. Um, gosh, I was just thinking, something just popped into my head, and then as soon as it popped in there, it popped right back out. Oh, what was I thinking about? Oh, the, um, so when I was reading about the uglies, it made me think of this book uh, by Amy Bartol. It's called Secondborn. And basically, the like the country is ruled by the firstborns, and they're the ones that would like inherit like whatever your family has, and then the secondborns are like shipped off to be in the military. Mm-hmm. They're like basically treated like trash, and then if you have a third kid, they like kill it. Like they're, you're not allowed to have more than two kids. And it was really I listened to like the. I listened to it on audiobook. Um, I didn't really like it, but that's a book about revolution, and that's what we're talking about, so that's why I brought it up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard of any of these other books. Let's see. Delirium series by Lauren Oliver. Throne of Glass series. By Sarah J. Moss. That name sounds familiar. Red Rising Saga by Pierce Brown. So those are all revolution books. But yeah, it seems like a lot of these are geared towards young adult. What does that say? Does that say they're trying to entice our younger generation to rebel? Maybe. Or maybe for us to wake up and that we should rebel. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I've often heard that they say books can be very dangerous that way. Mm. Maybe that's why they burned them during World War II in Germany. Um, Mm. Yeah, I would think that's also in The Handmaid's Tale, you know, they don't let women read. Yeah. So, like, the women that can already read, it's kind of, like, forbidden, and they obviously don't teach, like, the newer generation to read. That's so crazy. Like, how are you just going to not... How are you going to tell someone, hey, you're not allowed to read? That's just crazy. I guess it's because I can't imagine a time where I... I don't remember a time where I couldn't read. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all I see are words. And I guess people that can't read don't. <laughs> that sounded really stupid. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I don't remember I what do. it was like to not be able to, like, recognize words. Mm-hmm. Some dog is we were too young. Yeah, we're too young. Oh, listen to this. So I went to Half Price Books today. Um, I just wanted to. <laughs> and um, I'm coming home, and there's like one of those little free libraries in our neighborhood. So I had some books that I was just gonna leave in there. And I had been saving them, and they've just been sitting in my car. So I was like, you know what? Today's the day. I'm going to go put these in that little library. So I go over there, and the home of the lady that owns the home, I don't know her. I had just seen it on our walks. It's like, if you don't know what a free little library is, it's basically like 
this thing in your yard and it's like stuck in the ground and then the top has like a little it kind of looks like a birdhouse but it's like a little door like a glass door and it says like leave a book take a book so like it's like a neighborhood thing you know you can share books with your neighbors or whatever so she's standing outside and she's like oh you brought some books and I was like yeah I was like I've actually been saving them I just you know kept forgetting to bring them or whatever and if I'm walking I'm not gonna like carry a bag of books over there so right the siren starts going off and we're like and it's getting louder as we're talking and we like look down the street and the fucking fire truck's coming up and we're like huh that's odd so I get my car and leave and I'm like wow the fire truck's going the same direction I am and about that time Steve calls me and he's like hey the fire alarms are going off in our building so he's like I'm taking the dogs outside because they're you know they're going crazy and I don't really smell any smoke or anything so I come over here and like everyone that lives in our building is fucking standing outside the uh fire truck pulls up right in front of the garage so I can't get in the garage so I just kind of like pull up to the side basically where you park when you come over Mm -hmm. and we put the dogs in the car and we were just like sitting in the car dude we were out there for like over an hour um I came back in to get my school stuff and like some valuables that I didn't want to burn up I came in and went in the hallway I didn't smell or see any smoke or anything but then when I came home and parked in the garage and came through the stairwell, I could smell smoke. Oh, no. So I don't know what happened. And I never saw them take a hose or anything. I don't know if there's, like, a hose in the hallway. i got to find out what happened. But it was crazy. I was like, damn, I go to the bookstore and I come home and there's a flipping fire? Missed all the action when you leave. I know. And it's funny because they had, like, just sent an email a week ago. Like, reminding everyone this is, like, a no-smoking environment. Like, you don't smoke in your unit. Don't smoke in the stairwell. (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, nothing in the stairwell that can burn. So, I don't know why the stairwell smells like smoke so bad. To be continued. I'll find out what happened and let you know. We'll see. Um, Those are the only uh, revolutionary books I got. Do you have any other ones? No, I don't have any others. We did not really talk about Revolution that much, but that's okay. We can talk about whatever we want. Well, we talked about books about Revolution, which is what we're all about. Yeah. Maybe but somebody learned something new. Maybe. maybe somebody learned a new book they want to read now. Maybe if you knew about some books, you should have messaged us when I asked you to. No, I'm maybe just they can message us now. You can message us one now. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or on Instagram at two bookworms, one podcast. If you're Instagramming, you're talking to me. Just saying. So you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so next week we are reading The Duke and I by Julia Quinn. It's the first of the Bridgerton novels. Did you get your copy? Yes. Okay, so that's crazy. Is yours like big or is yours like a little paperback? It's a paperback. Is it big or is it little? It's little. Okay, because when I tried to order it, it was telling me it was going to be until, like, February or some shit. Weird. I know. I mean, I got it on my Kindle. Um, so, at Inked and Paper Hearts, Thais, she cannot find it. Like, she went to a used bookstore. They didn't have it. Um, I think she said she saw it at Target and then went back and it was gone. So, I know it's really hard, like, to find in print um i saw on instagram someone had found it at barnes and noble if you don't have like an e-reader or a way to read it on kindle um lacy ordered it on amazon and it came in two days right yeah but that was also when they had it in stock and i'm looking it's no longer in stock it's temporarily out of stock so just keep trying um there's another place that I saw had it, and I can't remember. I went to Half Price Books and asked, and they were like, we have not seen a copy of that book in years. So I was kind of like reading up on it, and I don't know. I think it was kind of like it had stopped being printed. But mm-hmm. now that the show's so popular, they've like tried to ramp up printing of it again. So when I went to Target today, they didn't have any. Of course. But, you know, even if you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app. 
and you can download a copy from Amazon. So if you are dying to read it and want to read along with us, you can do it that way. Like you can read on your iPhone or your Android or whatever. And there is also an audio trial, an audible trial, sorry. Oh, is there an audio book one? Yeah, it's it's showing right now at zero bucks for with an audible trial. You know what? Let me, so I downloaded this new app and I freaking love it. Let me see if it's on here. So the app I downloaded is Scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D, and they have everything. They have audiobooks, but they also have, like, the ebook. So, okay. The Duke and I, let's see. It looks like they're not going to have it until February 14th. That's the print book. I don't even see it on their audiobook. So that may not be a good option. But subscribed if you're looking. So um one of my Insta friends who now follows follows our book page as well, she told me about it. And she was like, Oh, I love Scribe. She's like, you know, when I'm working I listen to like audiobooks all the time. And I have been getting really into audiobooks, but I was not about to pay for Audible because listen to this bullshit with Audible. So you have to pay for your like monthly subscription with Audible, right? But then you still have to pay for each book. Yeah, no. So with Scribe, it's just a flat $10 a month. That's it. You can listen to it. You can read it on your phone or your Kindle or your tablet, whatever. It's just $10 a month. That's not bad at all. And it has, like, all the new books on there. It did not have Barack Obama's book. I tried that because I heard that his audiobook, because it's him reading it, is really good. It did not have it on there. <laughs> Maybe they'll get it soon. I was kind of bummed about that, but it pretty much had everything else I wanted to listen to, so I listen to audiobooks while I'm working as well. Um, so check out Scribed. Maybe not for the Duke and I, but check it out for like other stuff. I'm really enjoying it. So that's all I got next week. Duke and I, send us your review. Send us your questions. Send us everything. Lacey Call is going to try to watch the show I'm going to try. I'm not going to put that pressure on you. Just read the book. Yeah, because it's going to take me some time to read the book, so I don't know <laughs> if I'll get the show and the book in one week. You better start the book tomorrow. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How long is it? I don't think it's that long. Let's see. Let's see if it says. It is... Yeah, 384 pages. Uh, it depends on the type because the one oh. that I got says 464. 400? What? But that could be because it's smaller. I don't know. Or bigger. Yeah. Um, That's a bit long for a romance novel. Most of the romance I read are like 250 to 300. Julia Quinn, what the hell? Oh, I guess we'll find out what's in those. We'll find out. However many pages. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's little. Say bye.